Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Park City Real Estate Podcast. I saw this report the other day, and so I wanted to go over it. I think I mentioned it in the previous podcast that I was going to go over the economic outlook for 2023. So when I went to the University of Utah, David Eccles School of Business, they had a branch that was called Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. And so essentially what they do is they have a bunch of statisticians and people and analysts who kind of monitor economic trends and try give recommendations to the governor to see, hey, what is the economy going to be doing? What can we do here in Utah or as policymakers, you know, at the state level to help strengthen and ensure that the Utah economy remains strong, even despite maybe some potential economic speed bumps, if you will. So without further ado, I wanted to just kind of dive into the three plausible scenarios that they give and a little bit of context for, you know, for the listeners. So I can send this to anybody who might be interested. It's a very short report. It's got a couple of graphics here and there talking about the Utah economy in general, and then some predictions for that economy. So for a little bit of context, as we know, Utah economy has always been fairly strong. It's very business friendly, always making, if not the top of the list, top 10 of, you know, best states to do business, best states to, you know, visit all of that. And so one of the byproducts of that is we increasingly see our population growing and it'll ebb and flow. Essentially, basically the past year we saw a population increase of about 60,000. And so that was throughout the whole state. Uh, I believe Utah County saw the greatest increase. And if you live here in the Park City area, you maybe felt that all the growth happened here. So some of the interesting things to note about that population change is that 62% was, 62 or 63% of that population growth was net migration. So the way that they gauge population growth is one of two ways. So it's either net migration. So essentially the people coming into the state against the people leaving the state, what's the net total of that amount? And the other thing that they gauge for growth is just natural growth. So a natural increase in, you know, people essentially growing their families and all. And so 62% was the net population increase. So, and actually I think Governor Cox recently at the State of the Union, he even made a comment about some of the migration that we've had from one of the big culprit states where a lot of people are leaving, which is California. And I believe California lost almost 400,000 people the past year. And we saw a few of them come here, but some of our other feeder markets, as we know, are whether you're second home or, or relocating permanently, there's a lot of people from the Northeast that come, whether it's New York area, there's some people that come from the Chicago area. It's very common to see people moving here from there. We also have a lot of Floridians who will come here and ski and we have a lot of Texans. So just a little bit of context. So whether they're moving here or just have second homes here, that's kind of more of our top five areas of where people come here from. So three plausible scenarios in 2023 for the Utah economy. And I'd be curious if you're listening to this, if you think that you might know or have any insight on which of these three scenarios might actually happen, I would be curious to hear your opinion because at the very end of this, I will be giving 
which scenario I think is most likely. So scenario one for the Utah economy in 2023, what they think is going to happen is continuing growth. So in 2020, you had a resilient growth market GDP wise for the Utah economy. So you saw essentially, you know, two to 4% growth. And so that's what they think is one of the scenarios that might happen that inflation will start going down interest rate hikes will stabilize and we're going to have just essentially a lot of consumer spending that'll lead to the GDP growth of two to four percent. So that's scenario one is that we're just going to continue to grow. There was maybe a blip in the radar in 2022, but you know, jobs reports and everything, you know, consumer spending, it all kind of stayed relatively strong and grew in 2022. So they think that could possibly happen in 2023 if inflation recedes interest rate hikes stabilize and, you know, people keep spending money. Now, scenario two that they think might happen is a shallow recession. So high inflation comes us down slowly. And we saw in December 2022, inflation was still around 6.2%, I believe it was. So still pretty high, not as high as it was, you know, in the preceding months where you know, we were in the eight and nine range, but still six is really high. I believe the inflation rate that they like to see is somewhere around three or 4%. So we're still almost double that. And so if inflation remains stubborn and they have these interest rate hikes that is going to drive down consumer spending and you're going to have a lot, you know, essentially capital that isn't deployed because debt is so expensive. And then if layoffs that we're seeing in the sector extend broadly into other sectors, then they're thinking that maybe a shallow recession is possible. Now, in scenario three, what they think is possible is decelerating growth. So inflation moderates somewhat, interest rate hikes continue but slow down, and household financial buffers only partially offset broader economic challenges. So the three scenarios are continuing growth where you're kind of seeing that for GDP growth through 2023, a shallow recession where, you know, inflation is remaining high, interest rate hikes have to still continue and be pretty dramatic. And scenario three is decelerating growth. So GDP growth will be, you know, anywhere from zero to 2%, it won't be as high as it was in, in 2021, 2022. So. Now, something to, to take note of is recently, so last week, the Fed hiked temporary interest rates just a quarter. So essentially what that did is, you know, they're saying, hey, inflation is still a little bit high. We're going to raise it. And so it raised the temporary interest rate to 4.75, so four and three quarters. And just based on the reporting that I've read, their ideal target that they're shooting for is about five to five and a quarter. So based on that metric alone, it seems like you know, three, at least from my perspective, is more possible. So there's going to be some decelerating growth, but inflation is under control. It's not in the crazy eights and nines like it was before. And interest rate hikes will continue, but slow down. So, you know, when it's only a quarter versus like 50 or, you know, 75 basis points, then, you know, we are kind of starting to see the, the tail end. Now, we will have to see if inflation is responding to that. You know, if we're getting to the fours and fives in inflation, then that decelerating growth is more likely. Now, what does that mean for the greater Utah housing market? So any sort of risk report that we get where the economy is still strong 
and consumer spending is still up and unemployment rates are super low, then that essentially what happens is it kind of indicates that the Fed might keep raising interest rates. And so rates will not go down anytime soon. In fact, if there's signs of a stronger economy, kind of what we've seen is the interest rates will have a pump. So mortgage interest rates. And so it'll be more expensive to buy a home. But what we are seeing is that there's still a lot of pent up demand. So the last report for the Utah housing shortage is that there's still, we're still about 30,000 units. And so there's still this pent up demand that you have for housing units. And so any sort of dip in interest rates, immediately people start making moves because it'll save them, you know, 50 to 100 to $200 a month. And so they're going to be more willing to make those moves and buy houses. So I think that is a very, very likely scenario. There's still a lot of pent up demand for housing. Just anecdotally, I know that at least the agents in Salt Lake and even some here in Park City, you're starting to see an increase in showings and activity. So all of that being said, what can we expect for 2023 as far as the housing market? Again, I will point towards the pent up demand that we have in housing units. So any sort of adjustment in interest rates. So, you know, if the Fed isn't doing their rate hikes as drastically as they were last year and inflation goes down and, and so you start to see this leveling off, I think what we can see is just a lot of people jumping back into the market, especially as we go on later in the year. Now, if there is even a shallow recession, so some negative GDP growth, I think that will bode even better for buyers in a market because interest rates will probably start to drop even, you know, as the Fed, you know, essentially has accomplished their goal of taking the economy, which is kind of what they're trying to do with these interest rate hikes. They're trying to, you know, level things off. And so once things start going into a recession, then you will see interest rates follow suit where they start to go a little bit lower. And so with all of that, I will wrap up this episode. I have a few other things that I want to talk about in other episodes, kind of more broad, you know, kind of fun things where you, where we talk about how Park City is probably the best place to live in all of the United States. Maybe a slight bias there. We've had a great ski season so far. I know rental numbers are really strong for people who own investment properties here in the area. So we're going to be diving into that kind of thing. We're also going to be talking a little bit more Engel and Volkers and our marketing here and hopefully book a few more guests here for the podcast. So it's not just me talking to a camera and a microphone. So with all that, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Park City Real Estate Podcast. Hope you found it helpful. And if you did, if you found it interesting or engaging or have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out, feel free to share. And with that, I will wrap up this episode.